Hey peeps, welcome to episode 7 of the Speed Mentor Podcast with me, your host, Gavin Wall. Now, I'd love to hear from you, so get in touch to let me know what you think and maybe suggest a few issues you'd like me to address in future episodes. Now, back to the business at hand. As you might have gathered, I love my work, so I spend far more time doing that than the average person does. And anyone who wants significant success at work is going to have to do similarly. For me, there's a minimum of about 80 hours a week. Uh, working. I know that might shock a few people and it's not for everyone. But inevitably, the question I get asked is, uh, how can you deliver the fulfilling and successful work life and do similarly uh, with similar fulfillment and success at home? And don't get me wrong, it's bloody difficult to do both. But that doesn't mean that you should give up trying to do both just because it's difficult to achieve. Far too many people give up and say, oh, my family means everything, therefore... Fulfillment and success at work are not important. That's a quitter's agenda, in my view. If you don't have enough in your locker to smash it out of the park at home and at work, but you're happy, that's perfectly fine. But don't don't pretend that fulfillment can't be generated at both work and home if you really put a plan together and stick at it. The key is to make all of your time really count. So scrap the EastEnders, scrap the Coronation Street, Reduce or eliminate the Netflix box sets and be present when you're at home. Don't just be marking time like so many people mark time. In fact, the people who mark time um, at work, though they're doing 40 hours a week, but there's not much success being generated. They're probably just marking time at home in exactly the same way. Stop marking time. Actually try to deliver something both at home and at work. Look, your family need to be challenged and excited when they're around you. There's no time for just being beige. Now there are loads of of hacks I do to achieve this, but I'm going to share one of them with you today, and that's all about when I play football with my son Shay. Now Shay's seven years of age, I've also two daughters, Shifra at eight years, and Erin at ten. Now when I play with Shay, I play to win. Did you hear that? I play to win. Now my wife, who's a wonderful mother, is uncomfortable with this particular approach that I have, as she can't hack it. When his wee bottom lip starts to quiver as he suffered another defeat at the, hand, at the hands of his dad. And I'm sitting there, even when the wee lip's quivering, and I'm saying, come on son, suck it up, take it on the chin. Now in the interest of full disclosure, the wee rascal, he beats me about half the time as he's a cracking wee footballer, uh, unlike me, who's rubbish. Now to be honest, I probably need to get a few wins under my belt now for vanity's sake. Um, because it'll not be long before he's running rings around me. But, listen, back to the discussion point. I never let him win. I play to win, and if he does, he deserves it. We're playing with a purpose, not just for the sake of it. It's generating a bigger significance in our relationship. And when he's playing with his wee mates, he can kick it about, etc., and they can have all the fun that they want. But when he's playing with me, we're having a battle, okay? Instinctively, over time, he's grown to understand and respect respect. The beauty of the battle and that respect the fact that it's real. If he's beaten me by more than a goal or two, he'll now implore me to try harder. Um, because when he wins, he wants a sense of satisfaction. He wants to. He wants it to be palpable. That he knows he's making progress, that he's getting stronger, that he's getting bigger and better. 
And that the next time he goes back and plays with his mates, he'll probably be able to beat them because of the good practice he's put in, put in with me. Now, I'm not a, a child psychologist. I'm just a parent trying to do his best. But the pain of losing, in my view, is necessary to prepare him for the real world. The culture of a prize for participating is a bit of a cancer in the world these days. It's just far too prevalent. When children are rubbish, they should be trying lots of other different sports or games or activities that they might be better at. But if they're getting meddled for participation, which I've seen particularly with my daughters, they get a false impression that they're doing really well and they'll probably stick with something far longer than they should, rather than searching out new activities that might actually give them genuine achievement and satisfaction and suit them better. These last place trophies entertain complacency and a sense of entitlement and we're burdening our children with it. Listen, as a, as a child I was spoilt rotten, spoiled far too much and I've mentioned it, mentioned it in earlier podcasts, but I wasn't praised by my parents for participating, that's for sure and I'm so glad they treated me like that. I can remember my brother was a bit of a sporting giant when we were at school. Uh, I, I remember just like it was yesterday when he won five gold medals at sports day uh, and I came home with a silver medal for being able to walk a lap of the 400 metres Mary Peters track here in Belfast. Now, I shouldn't have got that medal. And thankfully, it was rightly ignored by my parents who celebrated the new Jesse Owens that had somehow been gifted to them. And and you know what happened? I realised then that I was shit at sport. I had this medal for just walking around a lap of Mary Peters. And my brother had five gold medals. It was easy to work out who was rubbish. And thank God my parents didn't give me a massive celebration about this crappy wee silver medal. Now, I ran like Forrest Gump, but without the speed. Now, it was only later in life I discovered that I had a really significant leg, leg, leg length discrepancy and had the flattest feet since Tolkien invented the hobbits. Now, thank God my parents were dismissive of my sporting endeavours. I decided to move on and develop other skills and leave any sporting aspirations behind that day that I had that silver medal. Those other skills flourished very quickly when I discovered entrepreneurial talents, which made me quite a wealthy teenager, ultimately getting me the nickname Big Bucks as I washed cars, bought shares, made alterations to clothes with a sewing machine for friends and charged them, cut hairs of others and had lots of little cottage industries uh, going on all over the place. And also, interestingly, I started to train my brother, my younger brother, to be a better sports person because I was really proud of what he'd actually achieved, a genuine achievement with his five gold medals. And I developed management and leadership skills as I trained him. I trained him relentlessly and in a small part, allied to his great talent, uh, he had a great footballing career and he won lots of trophies at, at quite a high level. Now, if my parents have praised my shitty silver medal for walking the lap of the Mary Peters track, I might never have pivoted to the entrepreneurial stuff uh, nor started to train my brother and develop all the other skills that developed in me. So let your children experience failure. Let them experience what it feels like to pick themselves up and build the resilience. Let them experience what a genuine win feels like. Let them experience adversity and then the joy of a genuine win. Otherwise, we're just setting them up to fail when they get back out into the big bad world. With my own son, I'll enjoy the feeling of beating him for a couple more years, but then the tables will be turned. I know at that time that he'll have to fight. I'll have to fight very hard to get wins and I'll not be expecting any gifts from him because I didn't give any to him. Now, what I'll probably do at that stage, of course, is we'll switch the contest to something else um, just to give me a chance 
uh, of the odd win, and the fun will start all over again as he probably develops something with his mind. I spend a lot of time thinking about the parental side of things. I have to, as I'm trying to create as much love, impact and experience in less time than others may have. And as we progress throughout the podcast, I let you know the many different innovative ways I've developed to get more out of less time. But for now, that's it from me, your speed mentor, helping you make your ideas soar. If you would subscribe and review this podcast, it would mean so much to me. And let's get the conversation going on all my social channels, LinkedIn, Insta and Facebook, where you can go and talk to the wall. <laughs>